On SENSA, welcome to The Sandful Show. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians, the Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. Well, it's a bit of a teaser as well, Dan Menzel. Thanks to Host Plus Fierce Rivalries, nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League because we had two rounds and then everybody take a bit of a breather. Gather Round is here. Before we get into the Sandful show, what were your thoughts from Gather Round? A big weekend of celebrating football. It was a big weekend here in Adelaide. I think it was a resounding success, Gather Round. They got the crowds. Every game was a sellout. Uh, and then it was great to see that all the clubs went back to the Sandful Ovals, I guess, to do their captain's run, to do their training to give back to the fans. Um, and so I just thought, yeah, it was a terrific round of footy and it's great to see that it's going to be here again for another three years. A couple of things stood out for me. I, I loved seeing the connection to Sandful that some of the players have. So we saw James Aish back at the parade. Jack Lacocious was there taking photos with people. You, you can have a look at every team that was represented, um, whether it was at Adelaide Oval, at Mount Barker or at Norwood. And you can see a South Australian connection and it's, it's amazing. I remember watching a, a young Bo McCree playing for South Adelaide um, a couple of years ago. Now he's, you know, one of the, the mainstayers for Collingwood to see the connection that South Australian footy has into the AFL. I love. I also was lucky enough to be part of a, a panel of experts where I wasn't obviously the expert, but we were listening to the experts um, on Friday at Adelaide Oval before um, the Sydney and Richmond game to hear what Gather Round can do for local football and community football. We had someone from the Brisbane Lions talking about the facility that Brisbane Lions now have in Ipswich and it's just, it's first class. But then to go through some of the upgraded facilities around South Australia in Sandville, I think it's a really good opportunity to put back and to see Gather Round might have an AFL focus, but it's, it drip feeds into local football and around the community, which is, that's what Sandville's all about. Yeah, it really is. And it's about giving back to the fans, uh, giving back to the kids and, uh, we both went out to Mount Barker and uh, it was a great experience. The deck was incredible out there, the makeshift change rooms, but the way they, they did everything, the stands coming across, the terrace there. It, uh, as a player, you, because you play, when you're in the AFL, you play at the big grounds, you play at the MCGs, you don't actually get that country feel to footy. Mm. So you somewhat miss it in a way because your mates play local footy and you want to get back out there and enjoy it. And so I have no doubt that Brisbane and North Melbourne who played at Mount Barker would have loved the experience to go to a local ground and play that and have that country feel. And we saw it at Norwood as well. It was done brilliantly. And so it will be interesting to see where the games are taking over the next few years. But um, whether it's the Brossa, whether it's even more incorporating McLaren Vale, it's something that players love and we know that the community and fans benefit from. There's an option too, and Mark Bickley and I spoke about it on SENSA Breakfast earlier this week to some of the changes or improvements Gather Round could have. And I love the atmosphere that was created at the parade. I spoke to Matt Panos about it to, to see his home ground for the Red Legs to be, to be put on the national stage. But I feel now moving into 2024, there's an opportunity for another Sandful club to host the game because it not only means incredible things for the the oval being on more broadcast all around the country but also facilities like and this is where the investments put back into some of these grounds where I think it would be fantastic it would be fantastic uh, Norwood got over a million dollars to uh, make sure that everything was up to the AFL standard and it's something that they're going to benefit massively from that and other, other sample clubs will want that moving forward because it'll be a huge benefit to the club I think that Norwood did it really well I'd love to see the parade blocked off next year and really make a more of a festival of it we might potentially see that in the Brossa but um, what it does to as you've mentioned grassroots footy and sample clubs and, and the development there is huge
Uh, what did you do on your weekend off? Did you have to train? I know that um, the Port Adelaide Football Club played after um, the Brisbane North Mel match at Mount Barker and they ended up winning that game by 13 points. So that was good for Port Adelaide. I had a look at some AFL players that looked quite cold and unfamiliar <laughs> territory. Lockie Jones was there, Tom Cleary, Jake Bassini, um, and, and they needed to do something because they've had a really challenging first couple of weeks. What did you do and what did the Woodville West Orange guys do? Yeah, so I caught the end of that game. I, I was uh, fortunate. We trained Friday and then had the weekend off away from the club. So I got to call a couple of games for SEM, which was uh, an AFL Nation, which is a great experience. I did the Mount Barker game. We touched on Brisbane and North Melbourne. And then GWS and Hawthorne at, at uh, Norwood Oval on, on the Sunday. That was an incredible finish. So really good experience to be involved with Gather Round. Uh, we got back to the club last night and uh, and got back into training. But it's a 17-day break for, for us who play on a Monday night. So it's a bit of a weird experience and an extended experience. But uh, I think a lot of the guys took the week off and just enjoyed it. Let's go back about 17 days prior. In your performance review. It says more about me than you. It's morally defeating and often misleading. But this is the best we can do. So here we go. So let's review round two of the Sandful, which uh, brought a, a few surprising results. Fierce rivalries always. Nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League. What was your take out of it? A big round two. Yeah, it was a huge round two. We saw Sturt and Norwood kick it off on the Thursday night, and Sturt were just far too good. They, they've started the season very well. They've come up against Norwood and against Glenelg, and to win 16 goals, 10, 106, to 8 goals, 5, 53, uh, they are going to be very high in our power rankings, and if they can, we've touched on it before, stay injury-free with that midfield, they're going to be very hard to beat. So that was uh, ultra impressive. I thought West Adelaide, we, we've seen something from West Adelaide the first two rounds of the season. Uh, now, I had him low in the power rankings, which you let me know about as Adam Hartlett's taken over the <laughs> reins there. But um, they they were good again. They were in the game to half time. The Crows, obviously, that quality in there kicked away to go on and win 13, 15, 93 to 9, 6, 60. But there's a couple of games there, that have some interesting results as well. Uh, we have a look at some of the other results. Now, we need to talk about Woodville West Torrens because you come up against South Adelaide and they, they're very accurate with their kicking, 9 56 over 6 9 So what happened there? Yeah, look, it was a windy and interesting day down at Flinders University. <laughs> it's just Stadium. a no longer day. Yes, exactly <laughs> that, Walsh. That's uh, probably what I should have led with. And <laughs> look, we were Eagles were up three goals, five to one goal, one at quarter time. So in control of the game, South Adelaide changed a few things around, kicked with the wind, kicked straight. And again, we know that makes a difference in footy. They kicked five straight in the second quarter to then take the lead and sort of hold on from there. So it was a really good win. We know South are going to be a good side this year. They've recruited well. They've got a really good balance across the park. Um, Zach Sproul kicked three, kicked a couple of goals from the pocket, which is really nice. So they're going to be good. Uh, hey, the upset of the round, this was Central Districts knocking off North Adelaide. Uh, they they went back home, Central District, nine goals, 13, 67 to five goals, 10, 40. They jumped them at the start and North just couldn't get back into the game. It was five goals to zero at quarter time and, We'll, we'll touch on this with Jacob Surgeon and, and what's happening at North Adelaide, but Central's will be really happy with that. We'll have a chat to Jack Madgen from the Adelaide Football Club too. He's a, a new face amongst the team at Westlakes. He's had AFL experience. Um, we always use this term when it comes to anyone who's played basketball, but he's got a basketball background. He's got a very popular basketball name amongst his family too. And the Adelaide Football Club sit top of the table with Sturt second, South third, Woodville West Torrens in fourth and Central's in fifth. Let's find out what Dan Menzel likes.
What did you like about round two? There's two things that I really like from round two, and it's one of the games that we haven't touched on as much. It is Glenelg against Port Adelaide. Glenelg won 10-10 to 7 goals, 11. 10 goals they kicked Glenelg. Hosey kicked six, McBean kicked three, and Reynolds kicked one. So all 10 goals were between their three key forwards. Now, if those guys are up and about, I think everyone in the sample knows that they're going to be a hard team to beat, and every opposition coach will be worried about that forward line. So to see them dominate the way they did, Hosey looked incredible, had a really good half, kicked five goals in the first half. McBean is back, and Reynolds like that. The other one that I really like was Steve Slimming kicked five goals for Sturt from the wing. Now, you don't see that very often, nor at Norwood Oval either, but he came out, he's kicked a couple of wonderful goals. So... He's kicked five goals from the wing, so it's good to see a couple of bags of goals kicked on the weekend. Really good percentage for Sturt sitting comfortably second on the table at the moment. When I say comfortably, um, behind Adelaide, they've scored the most points in the competition too. So 186, only conceded 102. So they certainly know how to score goals. All right, we've got to go to the negative stuff. Men's, what didn't you like? Yeah, look, I'm hesitant to do this because we are speaking with their coach shortly, but uh, North Adelaide is the thing that you can't be too pleased with after two rounds. They just got over West Adelaide in round one and they got opened up and smashed by the dogs in round two. There are no easy games in this league and you've got to know as a player, you've got to have that mindset. Now, Harrison Week had 19, Aaron Young 16, Campbell Coon 15. They're numbers you don't see from those guys. You don't want to line up against them next week or then come into this week, however, because they are surely going to bounce back and... You know who they take on this round, Walshie? Yeah, I do. A team that hasn't won a game yet. So this is the grand final rematch, which is going to be massive on Anzac Day. We'll speak to Jacob Surgeon very soon. Before we take a little bit of a breather, let's focus on the Sandful W. Now, men, to have a look at the table, South Adelaide is sitting top of the ladder at the moment. Um, uh, they have won uh, six games with the one loss. One of the things that stands out for me at the, the Sandful W ladder is that I always love looking at how high scoring the games are or if they're low scoring. There's a lot of inconsistencies there. But South have scored 172 points for the season. And then you, you look down the ladder, it's a team like Sturt, which had a big win on the weekend. They're sitting fourth. They scored 286. So I really feel there's, um, there's a few discrepancies when it comes to the, the team's matching up, but South are looking the strong side at the moment. They are looking strong, but you're right. The percentage uh, is a good way to look at it, and you can get an understanding that South Adelaide, six wins and one loss. Their percentage is below 50, which you would not see very often. It shows that they've won six games by under 25 points. That loss went to Centrals by around about five goals. They won by two points last week, and the score was 1-4 to 1-2. Exactly. So that that was a close game, like most of their wins this season. Centrals sitting in second on five and two, but the team that I want to touch on is Norwood. Norwood are four and three on the ladder. Their percentage is 57.8. It's as good as any team in the comp. And the reason I bring up Norwood is they lost their first three games by under a goal. They could have won all three in the opening three rounds. They lost them all. They have bounced back brilliantly to win the next four. And so therefore are the form team in the competition. South on top. Centrals are going really well. They are second. But Norwood from mine, after just narrowly losing the first three, have won the next four, got themselves back on track. They are ready to launch. Centrals, a big win last round two. 10-10 over Westies. Uh, 2-4. So a 54-point win there to Centrals. This is the Sandful Show on SENSA. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League. We are so excited to get into round three because it is Anzac Day round, which means the grand finalists will face off, which is going to be huge next week. We'll speak to Jacob Surgeon, the head coach of North Adelaide very soon. And also from the Adelaide Football Club, Jack Madgen. On SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show. 
for Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. The Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. Jared Walsh and Dan Menzel here. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League heading into round three, where some big matchups are taking place. Uh, none bigger than the Anzac Day grand final rematch. It is North Adelaide taking on Norwood. But meant some other big games coming up too. Uh, the team sitting comfortably at the top of the ladder at the moment. On Saturday, they'll be taking on Central District. Is the Adelaide Football Club and one of their marquee signings for 2023 joins us now. Jack Magin. Jack, good afternoon. How are you going? Uh, no worries. Uh, it's great to speak with you. You have experienced a, a weekend in Adelaide where there was no football. Let's quickly get your take on Gather Around to start off with before we focus on the Sandful and the matchup against the Doggies. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed it. Obviously, got to catch up with a few of my old teammates and the city. There was a real buzz and seemed to be all the games were played at a, at a pretty high level and all the ovals, ovals held up. So, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Really good, Jack. Now, before we get into the footy, I have to ask you about your basketball career. You went to Delta State University in Cleveland, Mississippi, four years as a shooting guard. Now, did you come up against any, we're watching the NBA here in the studio, is there any players of note that you played against or played with? Um, oh, we actually, um, a guy on my team in my in my junior year, he won the NCAA dunk contest, <laughs> probably <laughs> Um, maybe the biggest name. We played like Dusty Hannes. I played against him, who was an import for the 36ers a couple of years ago. Yeah, he was back in the G um, League this year, Dusty Hannes, right, playing for, for Golden State's G League side. Yeah, right. Yeah, so we played. he played for Arkansas, so we played um, them in an exhibition game. But, yeah, I, I don't think there was many other NBA players or anything of note, really. I was Division Two, so... A lot of good players, but none, um, none that made the NBA. Just one more on basketball. One of the most frequently asked questions that you would get would be in relation to your former AFL side in Collingwood because everybody refers to Scott Pendlebury as having a basketball background. But what were <laughs> what was those moments like around Collingwood? Because you did have a, a lot of basketballers there, Mason Cox as well. So when you actually got to scrimmage and, and shoot hoops, I'm sure that would, be, would have been quite intense. Yeah, probably the most um, underrated one is Tom Wilson. Um who actually was a sub on the weekend. He he was like the world all star five, I think, for the under seventeen or nineteen world championship. So he was a he was a real like jet basketballer. But Pendles was um Pendles was pretty handy as well. And Coxie had a photo of um him guarding Joel Embiid up in his locker that he liked to show everyone. So that is great. Uh, now, Jack, we'll get into the footy. You played 49 games for the Collingwood Football Club between 2018 and 2022. You're originally from Williamstown in the Barossa. So the move over to Adelaide, was there a potential that you might go more local to where you grew up, to Central Districts? So how did that come about? Yeah, um, no, I definitely thought about that. But I guess wanting to stay sort of in the AFL system and... Um, and have like a, uh, I guess a, a role within the football department at, at the Crows was a big draw card um, to go into the Adelaide Football Club. So um, I'm obviously development coordinator there and, and help with their NGA programs and father sons and um, helping out with the women's program as well. So I definitely, yeah, definitely had a chat to um, Centrals and a few other sample clubs because I did want to get home because it's such a strong competition and. And I can already tell the you know the level of professionalism after two two games um, compared to maybe some of those other development leagues like the VFL. So, is the other part of your move to make sure you're around the elite environment that the Adelaide Football Club has straight away? So you you'll train together, as you said, you you're part of the the staff there now. So you. Uh, pretty much just go from one elite setup into the other while still being in the AFL system. And if 
if you decided to pursue your AFL career once again at a, a mid-season draft or something like that, Adelaide is the best pathway for you? Oh, it was. I think it was more... Obviously, I would jump out of it if that was to happen. Um, but I think it was more to sort of set myself up for a potential like development role or... Um, or saying of that nature, like that assistant coach development role um, at an AFL club. But that was sort of more what I was going down the path of. And I guess the byproduct is being able to be around that um, elite environment and, and train with those AFL players every day. Um, but that, that wasn't the main reason why I came over here. But uh, of the playing, like trying to get back into the AFL. But if it happens, I'll jump at it. But yeah, just being around that elite environment, training with you know, highly motivated um, athletes every day is something that I still have a real passion for. So speaking about that elite environment and being around that all the time, the Crows and the power in the Sandville, I think it's great for the competition because it means that all other teams in the comp gets to come up against some really elite players and you get to challenge yourself against those those guys. Your, I guess, thoughts on winning the sample flag, was there a law or much of a carrot there in terms of, hey, we actually we actually want to have success in this league. We don't want to just develop guys. Um, how, did, how did that conversation go? Yeah, um, no, that definitely was spoken about that. The, the goal of the SNFL team and, and the competition for us is, is to win a flag. So that was really reassuring to hear because I know, yeah, like I said, during all my BFL experiences, sometimes, you know, people are playing out of positions to try different things. And, and sometimes winning, although everyone wants to win, it's probably not the highest priority all the time in those other competitions. So, yeah, coming to the SNFL and hearing, hearing like the senior coaches and stuff like that saying, you know, we really want to win a SNFL flag and obviously breed success throughout the club. Um, get used to winning, get used to playing in finals and big games and having that pressure can only be good for the development of the younger players as well. Have a look at the first couple of games too and I, I feel that when you've got a competitive AFL side, it means you've got a competitive Sample team and you see the likes of, of Matt Crouch, Kieran Strawns floating around there, um, Harry Schonberg. So these are these are players who have got AFL experience. I'm, I'm sure that that makes it competitive and engaging when you are having the opportunity to train together, knowing that there's no spot taken for granted which means everybody is going to give their all when they get the opportunity to play in the sandful. Yeah, yeah, you're spot on there. And also, um, just harping on the importance of like playing your role and and just doing what what your role requires. Like uh, Chase Jones and um, Sholey just running up and down the wing all day in the first pra- first couple practice games um, in the sandful, and then the opportunity comes at the AFL level, and and they're playing some really good football there. So. And they weren't doing anything that wasn't required of them on that wing role. They just played that role really well. And it's, um, yeah, then when they go into the AFL, it's, it's business as usual for them and they're able to perform. So that's also really re- rewarding to see. Now, Jack, you played as a key defender at AFL level. However, in the first two rounds, we've seen you hit the scoreboard in the sample. So I just want to know what role and position is it that you are going to play this year for the Adelaide sample team? <laughs> I think... Um, Obviously, I, I, I don't mind playing up forward and, and creating a contest up there, but as a, as a sort of sandful listed player for an aligned club, it's, you just got to sort of play where there's a spot for you. So we've got a lot of um, defenders at the moment, um, like Mark Keane, um, who's my teammate at the Pies, he's, he's over here, uh, James Borlace, and then Andrew McPherson, um, Luke Nankervis. So there's there's a lot of defenders down there. So it's just, just about finding a position I can play in. I told uh, Godzi, you know, just wherever you need me, I'm, I'm happy to, to play, just thankful for the opportunity. So 
Um, you could see me at a multi- multiple positions this year, but um, probably the bookends down each end, I think, where I'd be most comfortable. So e- either or, key defender or key forward. Now, the other one that people always find interesting and intriguing is with your sample players and your AFL players, I guess your top-up players and your AFL players, how often do the players actually train together? So if you've got Matt Crouch playing on the weekend in the sample team, you've got guys that are playing potentially in Div 1 amateur league football, and then they might come into the uh, sample reserve team on the weekend. How often is that training and that cohesion there? Well, um, that's a good question. In the pre-season... Um, they try to get a few of the sample listed blokes down on like a Friday, so anywhere from like one to four, four of the guys. But then in season, it's really um, if if they can get along to captain's run, they're they're more than welcome with their work commitments. But other than that, it's, it's pretty much see on game day, um, which is which is a, obviously a disadvantage of of playing for an aligned club, but um, also awesome that you know like we've got Blaine O'Loughlin this year who gets to play with some. Um, really talented AFL players like a Matt Croucher or Andrew McPherson. So it's got its pros and its cons. Um, but yeah, sometimes you might not... We had the buy on the weekend like like every sample club, so some of the guys might not have seen each other for two weeks. So it <laughs> makes it a bit interesting. It does. What are you doing away from footy, Jack? We like to use the sample show to get to know the people that make up this incredible league, whether it's the, the men's or women's. So what are you focusing on away from footy? Are you watching the NBA playoffs? Are you you're heading to the movies? What tickles your fancy to keep you, your mind balanced? Well, um, yeah, I, uh, I've got an 11-week-old uh, daughter, so she takes up a fair bit of my time at the moment. And um, I'm also studying a, a certificate for an elite athlete well-being. So just, yeah, getting getting as much education and qualifications down that path in case something opens up in the sort of elite sporting field in the future. And definitely watching the NBA. I've got the uh, Knicks-Cavs um, game on my iPad at the moment. So um, really enjoying the, the playoffs and spending time with family. And, yeah, that uh, takes up most of my time at the moment. And do you find that you're heading to the club a little bit more often, if especially if your daughter's crying? You're like, oh, I've just been called. I have to go to the club a little bit earlier, unfortunately, just so you can take a breather. Because I've got two daughters, and I certainly would empathise if you said yes. <laughs> yeah, um, just in case my wife listens to this. But, um, <laughs> no comment, no. Um, I, do, like, <laughs> I, I do spend a fair bit of time there, and, and some days I don't, you know, like I'm, I'm gone before she wakes up and, and on those long days where we've got sample training, sometimes I don't even get to see her. So yeah. um, I really relish the time I do get to have with her. But when she's been crying for an hour, sometimes I just think, oh, maybe I've got a work commitment I might, I might have to get to. Now, we appreciate your honesty and good luck with the relationship if your wife is listening to that now. Um, and good luck against the doggies as well. Jack Madgen from the Adelaide Football Club. Cheers for speaking with us on The Sample Show. Uh, thank you for having me. It's always good men's when we get people of um, really good experience. I think sometimes, and you're, you're the first-hand example of this, the IP that you get being around a professional environment like yourself with Geelong and Sydney and Jack with Collingwood, you bring those elite standards back. And people, I'm sure, when you made your way back from the AFL system, they just want to sit down and ask questions to you. And Jack would have experienced that as well. Yeah, absolutely. You're so lucky and fortunate to be in that professional environment, which teaches you how hard you actually can train and how hard to train. But also you pick up so much from that environment, yeah, that, yeah, the other people around you, they are interested and intrigued to find out and see what they can get from that. And I found it interesting, uh, we had the same thing at Geelong where you have the AFL team and the VFL team trained separately, but you try and get that to be linked up as much as possible. But he did say some guys won't actually see each other until game day and you've got to try and find that chemistry straight away. When am I able to make a really big call? It's round three. Can you give me permission at some stage to make a big call? 
Yeah, I think now that we're out of gather round, let's see what happens in Anzac round this weekend, yep. and then I think I'm ready for you to fire away. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let it simmer until the weekend passes. I appreciate that. Fierce rivalries, nothing beats the host plus Sandfall League. The head coach of the Roosters, Jacob Surgeon, not too far. On SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians, the Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. Jared Walsh and Dan Menzel are here leading into round three fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League and Men's Anzac Day is going to be huge for so many reasons. Um, paying our respects and remembering those who have sacrificed so many to have the life that we are able to have today. And it's going to be a big round of football where it's the grand final rematch. The reigning premiers Norwood taking on North Adelaide. And currently on the line, we are speaking to a man who is not only excited for that, but I think he's excited to be around the football club because it's also school holidays and it means he doesn't have to look after his 15 kids. Jacob Surgeon, thanks for joining us on SENSA. Thanks, Walshie. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on the show, boys. Appreciate it. Uh, mate, it's been a big build-up. We were talking prior uh, to speaking with you about uh, how last year ended, and we don't want to harp on it, but I'm sure you saw this game on the calendar when the fixture came out. It was pretty obvious it was going to be on Anzac Day, and you've, you've got a point to prove to the league and your supporters. Oh, a bit of yes and no, to be honest, mate. Well, I think it's just a really special day to play on. It's irrelevant about the opposition we're playing against, from my point of view. Um, I'm just really fortunate that we get to play on such a historic day in Australia's history. Um, And it's one that I'm very thankful for. So it's our second one now that I've been involved in with coach. And um, like I said, it's a little bit irrelevant who we're playing. It's just an absolutely special day um, to go out and play, um, play some footy. It is a special day, and Serge, I want to take you back to the opening couple of rounds of the season. North Adelaide, you've only won the three quarters so far from your two matches against West Adelaide and Central, so has it been a slow start to the year for you guys? Uh, a little bit. Like we, we, I feel like our form has been okay. Um, well, we, got, we got to about 40-odd 40 40 points up against West Adelaide and then took the breaks off in the last quarter, and they kicked... Uh, they kicked a few goals against us, and um, to Central's credit, I thought they were outstanding the way they played a couple of weeks ago. Um, I felt like we were we were really poor in the way we uh, defended, the way we moved the ball. But um, the boys are in really good really good spirits. They're um, they're looking forward to this contest against North. They always are, and so it's obviously a really special day against um, on, on on Anzac Day. So we can't wait for the contest. You talked about the way that you guys are moving the ball. You kicked 10 goals, 19 in round one and five goals, 10 in round two. So is the goal kicking a concern at the moment? Uh, no, nah, I wouldn't have thought so. I think it's, I think it's where we're getting the ball. Um, I think we just got to take our opportunities. You know, the, the, the Westies game could have easily been 19 goals, 10, but um, we didn't execute in front of the big sticks. And that happens. We put a lot of time and effort into it from week to week basis. So, um, it's a little bit of an anomaly, so I'm not reading too much into it. You know, we're still getting shots on goals, and um, unfortunately, the Central's game um, we probably we probably burnt it a little bit, which um, which can happen. Um, you know, you can get spooked a little bit by the Central's oval, but um, you know, a lot of credit's going to go to the way they played and the way they're going about their football out there. They're going to be a force to reckon with at home this year, Central's. I reckon. Now, Serge, you brought in Jesse White and Sam Mays in the off season to this team. Sam Mays, we haven't seen him yet. How, whereabouts is he out with his body, and and will we see him soon? Yeah, we will see him soon, mate. Like he was touch and go for Nord games, so you know we'll think that he'd be available for the next week against the Eagles. So we're looking forward to that. Um, he's a bit of a cage lion at the moment. He's doing a fantastic job. 
um, with our junior guys around the footy club in in his role. But he's um, yeah, he's he's running lots of laps. He's starting to get some ball work going. So yeah, he's going to be he's going to be right within the next week or two. And yeah, Jesse's been um, Jesse's been a great acquisition to the club. He's professionalism the way he. Um, he sets up the ground, but then the way he um, he really cares about the group and the players that he's working with has been first class, so we're thrilled to have Jesse around us. What does it make you think coming off the back of a, a gather-round surge where you can see the impact that it has on, on local football? Um, uh, Norwood had the opportunity to host a couple of games there, but obviously South Australia holding on to it for the next three seasons. Um, does it make you pretty happy to see that grassroots football is going to grow and you could potentially attract some more players in your junior program to the Roosters too with these, these long-term effects of having the national game here for a whole weekend? Yeah. Um. To be honest, well, I didn't actually get out and watch any um, any any footy <laughs> footy this weekend. I had a nice weekend off away from it. Um, but to be honest, just just going out and around the city and just seeing all the different colours here um, in regards to Guernseys from different teams and just the vibe around Adelaide is just unbelievable. And you know, I, I just think it's going to get bigger and better every year that we've had it. You know, the Premier Pete Malinowskis has got a and has done an outstanding job with not just with the footy, but you've got live golf this weekend. And you've got plenty of other um, sporting activities coming back to South Australia. And I think he's just really encapsulated that, you know, South Australia is a sporting city and, you know, the way you get people to come to our state is through sport or, you know, through the wine tasting and um, through all the other events that he's been organising and he's done a fantastic job. But I think the I think the footy world's really embraced what we've tried to do over here and it's been a huge win, not just for South Australia, but I think the general public... Um, in, in general. So now I've been thrilled to be part of it and, and being able to watch, um, watch a lot of footy this weekend. It's been fantastic. Serge, can I get some advice for, from you? Our kids go to the same school and I've inherited the role of being yeah. either the basketball or soccer coach of my daughter who's in year one. And I have no idea what I'm doing. So you are an elite coach, an elite human being. What advice can you give me in regards to coaching kids? Make it simple and fun. Okay, so don't like get them to watch documentaries <laughs> and go to the snake pit and do laps or anything like that early. Yeah, no, you can do. Yeah, you can do a bit of fitness stuff. I know. Um, uh, I know some of the coaches have got guys doing the snake pit at, at younger ages and stuff like that. So if that's the type of coach that you're going to be, well, she's going to be the hard nosed um, Jack Cahill type coach where you know you bleed for the jumper. Then if that's your style, that's your style. But I couldn't imagine that'd be you. I thought you'd be a bit more of the lover, the tender, the carer. I'm a sensitive guy, Serge. I'm I'm fine if we cry at the end as long as we have fun. And I've just had to break it to my daughter that she's not allowed to be my favourite player. So I might have to, like, get her tech fouled early and then um, we can worry about the other kids because I've already got some stage mums contacting me saying (laughs) when's training and everything. And I'm like we got to learn how to dribble the basketball first before we worry about results. So it's, I'm sure it's demanding for you as well, but mate, it's, um, it's been a pleasure speaking with you men's. Um, did you ever have the opportunity to play against Jacob Surgeon? I can't remember if we actually played against each other, Serge. I, I did have Serge as my forwards coach last year, however, in the state team. Mm-hmm. So I have effectively played underneath Serge. What was that game. experience like? Very relaxed, uh, which I think what that's what we wanted as a group. It, you're going over there playing against WA. Um, we didn't really worry too much about positions. We just said, whoever can, can kick the goals, then let's go for it. So, no, it was a great experience. Yeah, no. it, it, was more, it was more of a fact of trying to work with the talent you got. And, you know, we re- everyone, I think, in the SFL program really likes Dan, you know, 0 to 25 out from goal. So we just tried to camp in there as much as we can. And, 
you know, from my great coaching, he kicked the last goal, which got us the win at the end of the day. So, you know, you, you take that one and go, well, that's a successful successful day. So I'll definitely take credit for that one. I love that. <laughs> Serge, we, we have a joke with you, mate, and uh, that's one of the things I love about you the most. But you have such um, respect amongst the league, amongst the, the coaching fraternity and the Sandful too. So um, we know that last year was disappointing, but I, I don't want to talk about that anymore. I'm sure you're sick and tired of hearing it. So good luck on the weekend when you'll you get to play on Anzac Day against Norwood. But as you said, the, the honour of having the opportunity to play on Anzac Day means it's so much more than football and the way that you represent your club is a credit to you and your family, mate. So we appreciate your time on the Sandful Show and good luck. Nah, legend. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me on the show. It's always... uh it's always a great show, and I always uh, look forward to coming on. Thanks, Thank you Rich. very much. And you know what I love about him, Menz, is that he's your, your modern-day coach, where I think uh, sometimes it's really challenging, I reckon, to have a coach that can, can draw the line between being a friend and a leader, because sometimes you don't know which person they're speaking on behalf of. But but Serge has that respect, and you can see the pathway that he has taken as taking care of the reserves. You know, when Josh Carr was around as well with the Roosters, you can see that pathway for Jacob Surgeon. And if you look at Josh Carr... Who knows what's going to happen with Port Adelaide in the AFL at the end of the year. He's been yep. highly spoken yep. about. So there's a really good pathway for him. There is a super pathway for him. And you talked about the balance between having fun and, and being very serious and, and getting the job done. And he's found that really well. And you see that through his players as well and the guys that he can recruit too. And the other thing that's really impressed me with Serge is actually postseason. We touch on it a little bit about what happened in the grand final. The narrative that Jacob Surgeon has spun since that grand final has been ultra impressive. He talks about how, look, Norwood just got the job done through an incredible play at the end of the day. It's not any of our players' fault. That's what happens in elite games. Unfortunately, you sometimes lose close ones. That's what happens. But we'll bounce back next year and we'll mm. get everyone positive and on track. And I did think after that game, that might affect a few. That might hurt a few in terms of we should have won that game. And that will linger for a long time. But he spoke to the group straight away and said he was incredibly proud of them. And that sometimes, unfortunately, things like that happen in footy. And let's look at it as a positive and move forward. And I think that is incredibly impressive. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the host plus Sandful League. It is our power rankings we'll get into next and also a preview. On SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. The Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. Fierce rivalries, nothing beats the host plus Sandful League. Jared Walsh and Dan Menzel leading into round three of a massive Sandful season. And this is the moment we've been waiting for, Menz. Time for your power rankings. Uh, I need to know who and why. Let's go through it. Who is sitting at number 10 in your power rankings? At number 10, it's West Adelaide. They've won the last four wooden spoons. I like what Adam Hartlett did in his first game as coach, but we still need to see more for them to progress up. Number nine? It's Port Adelaide. They were much better against Glenelg, but they're still going to be challenged with injuries at AFL level. Eight? Central Districts, really, really good win against North Adelaide, but I want to see them do it again. Seven? We have Norwood at seven. They've started the season really slowly, but they did that last year. I need to see a win from them before I can propel them up. They're quite high. They're bottom of the ladder, and they're seven. I'm not going to question it. Reigning Premier is the runs on the board that they have. Okay, mate. Well, it's your power rankings. You can question it, though. Six. It is Glenelg. They got an important win at home against Port Adelaide. We talked about Hosey, McBean, and Reynolds. They're up and about. They're a good side. They got a massive matchup this week. Number five in your power rankings. 
It's South Adelaide. Now, some of the South fans won't love this because they're two from two, but they just got over the Eagles. The Eagles had a lot of players out, and they kicked nine goals too. If Eagles had a kick straight in that game, they would have beat them. I want to see South do it for a few more weeks. Okay, where's number four situated? Who's there? It's North Adelaide, a really disappointing loss to Central Districts, but Serge did touch on they're going to be hard to beat out there this year. Uh, I still think they are as much the benchmark as the comp, but I've got them at four with that loss. Are you saying the Eagles are in the top three, and you guys lost? Yes, and I'll give you the reason why they so are third they are number three okay and the reason is is knocked off Norwood in round one just lost to South Adelaide by 11 points in round two a massive amount of inclusions coming in into round three when you look at the teams and you go okay who can I trust right now in terms of going into round three I've got them ahead if we played South Adelaide this week I would back us to win with the inclusions we've got oh my gosh I mean there's a bit of bias there but it doesn't matter number two <laughs> there is a little bit of bias but we'll see what happens this week Sturr is number two they've been as impressive as any team in the competition a couple of massive wins for them. They are going to be very hard to beat this year at home, but they showed on the weekend away as well. Obvious choice, number one. Just go for it. Adelaide Footy Club at the moment. With the players they have in there with Crouch, with Tyler Brown, with Haightley, they're going to be as hard to beat as any team in this competition. What do you think of Dan Menzel's power rankings? You can let us know on social media. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Footy tips don't improve my life one bit, and so I wonder why I do it. What is the benefit? I would say it makes my life worse. Here is our Sandful preview. we got a little bit of time to have a look at the matches coming up. So men's on Saturday, the 22nd of April. Centrals are taking on Adelaide. We spoke to Jack Madgen about it. Who are you tipping and why? I'm tipping Adelaide here. They're number one on my power rankings for a reason. Their offense is incredible at the moment. And there's going to be plenty of space out there at X-Convenience Oval. Centrals will be good at X-Convenience, but I think Adelaide will be too strong. The Bloods and the Panthers on Sunday at High Sense Stadium. Who's your tip? Hey, I think... I think this is going to be a close game. I give West Adelaide every chance here. I think they're playing some really good footy, but I'm going to stick with South Adelaide in a close one. Dirt taking on Port Adelaide on Sunday at Wigan Oval. All reports from Port Adelaide in the match that they played against the under-18s at Mount Barker. Um, Mitch Georgiatis had two goals and about 10 marks. Frankie Evans had plenty of the ball. Hugh Jackson battled in the middle, and Ollie Lord was really good. Ollie Lord's had a really good start to the season. Ken? Port Adelaide get their first win of the year against the Double Blues. They won't against the Double Blues at home. Sturt are going to be hard to beat at home, but I'm glad you gave that insight because you never know what Port Adelaide team you're going to get in the Sandful, so maybe it might be a bit closer than what some think. And they, they had a game together, I guess, where a lot of a lot of teams had the weekend off, so maybe they're looking for a bit of continuity. Um, Stratorama Stadium at Glenelg. Uh, it's <laughs> Glenelg taking on the Eagles. You have to head down Brighton Road and go and play at the Bay on the weekend. This is on Monday, the 24th of April. Night football too. What what are your thoughts? Anzac Day Eve. It is. I love this time slot. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful night. Should be good weather as well there down at the bay. Glenelg, they look good at home. Uh, it's going to be a battle of the midfield. Eagles, without saying who's coming back in, there's going to be a few names in this week. So you can't I'm, give a tip. I don't I don't think you should give a tip on like the game that you're playing in. I can't have a tip against the Eagles, but I like the inclusions that we will have. Well, I'll give a tip. And I think that the inclusions are going to make a huge difference. And I'm, I'm going with you guys this weekend. So don't stuff it up for me, all sure, right? Sure, sure. Uh, and finally, it is the match that we've been waiting for. Uh, Norwood Oval at the parade on Tuesday, the 25th of April. Anzac Day 210. The ball is bounced. It's a grand final rematch. Norwood, North Adelaide. Who wins and why? 
Yeah, look, North Adelaide will want to get back on track after losing the grand final to Norwood. Norwood haven't won a game yet, but as I mentioned before what I didn't like, Harrison Wink had 19, Aaron Young 16, and Campbellcombe 15 in their last match. We will not see that happen again this season. And as a result, I think we'll see a big response from North Adelaide. Norwood will be strong, but I think North will be too good. Men's good luck this weekend. Enjoy the round two. Uh, Anzac Eve, which is awesome. I'm sure there'll be a, a reflection uh, down at the bay when you get to play. And if you get the opportunity to go out, whether it is to a dawn service or go watch some local footy, you definitely should do that. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the host plus Sandful League. Dan Menzel, we'll catch you next week.